physiological changes in the morbidly obese patient. The obese patient will have a 70% increased work of breathing due to decreased chest wall compliance associated with the accumulation of fat on the chest wall, their diaphragm, and the abdomen. Their lung compliance is normal. The obese patient will have a decreased FRC, which is a functional reserve capacity, as well as a decreased expiratory reserve volume. The decreased respiratory compliance leads to a decrease in FRC vital capacity and total lung capacity. The decreased FRC can result in lung volumes falling within the closing capacity during normal tidal ventilation. This allows small airway closure, a VQ mismatch, right to left shunting, and hypoxemia. Anesthesia can cause up to a 50% reduction in FRC in the obese patient compared to 20% in non-obese patients. Reductions in FRC and increased CO2 production and metabolic demand lead to rapid desaturation after induction of anesthesia despite adequate preoxygenation. You must increase the minute volume to meet metabolic requirements. The body will increase cardiac output and alveolar ventilation in an, an attempt to meet these demands. The morbidly obese patient compensates for this with rapid, shallow breathing. Their dynamic lung volumes, including the FEV1 and FVC ratio, decline with increasing BMI, resulting in an unchanged FEV1 FVC ratio. Hypoxemia is common due to VQ ratio uh, versus hypoventilation. So hypoxemia is common and it's due to the VQ mismatch versus hypoventilation. Chronic hypoxemia causes polycythemia, which is an increase in blood volume. And chronic hypoxemia can eventually lead to pulmonary hypertension and core pulmonale. Physiologic dead space is decreased in the morbidly obese patient due to increased tidal volume ventilation and unchanged anatomic dead space. The shunt is increased due to lower ventilation to perfusion ratio, upper airway closure, decreased FRC, hypoventilation, increased pulmonary circulation, and increased cardiac output and hypertension. There is adipose and redundant tissue deposits in the pharyngeal, laryngeal, and pretracheal areas. These patients will display a restrictive pattern on their flow volume loop. The abdominal fat shifts the diaphragm, cephalad, and compresses the lungs. The metabolic changes in the obese patient include an increase in total oxygen consumption and CO2 production due to increased tissue mass, and diabetes mellitus due to insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. The cardiovascular changes in the obese patient. There is myocardial thickening and dilation due to demands and volume. Eventually, the patient is no longer able to compensate and systolic dysfunction and ultimately biventricular failure occur. There's hypertension due to hyperinsulinemia, sympathetic nervous system and RAAS activation and increased cytokine concentrations. The EKG will show low voltage left axis deviation because the heart is displaced by upward and leftward movement by the stomach. 
and LVH due to volume overload and hypertension. There may be right axis deviation due to uh, right ventricular hypertrophy from OSA and volume overload. QT prolongation increases the risk of sudden death. There may be ischemia because there's an O2 supply and demand mismatch. Dysrhythmia is due to fatty infiltration in the conduction system, myocardial hypertrophy, hypoxia, hypercarbia, obesity, hypoventilation syndrome, OSA, and ischemic heart disease. The GI changes in the obese patient include increased intra-abdominal pressures, which increases the risk for perioperative compartment syndrome and GERD, fatty liver infiltration, and increased gastric volumes, although there are conflicting studies about the gastric volumes. There is an increased gastric acidity. Heartburn, or GERD, and hiatal hernia are more common in these patients, increasing their risk for esophagitis and pulmonary aspiration. These patients are considered a full stomach. Pharmacological changes in the obese patient. Lipophilic drugs have an increased volume of distribution, and dosing should be for total body weight, although in most medication uh, situations, it's by medication. Dosing by ideal body weight for water-soluble drugs, such as ketamine and morphine, is recommended. Renal clearance is increased. For all inhalational anesthetics, there may be a prolonged time to equilibrium and steady state because of an increased cardiac output to minute volume ratio. Non-depolarizing muscle relaxants are moderately lipophilic. Generally, they are administered on an ideal body weight basis, except for succinylcholine, which is administered on a total body weight. Epidurals and spinals will require a reduced dose up to 20% due to increased epidural fat and distended epidural veins. Propofol is dosed uh, for induction based on ideal body weight, and then maintenance propofol is based on total body weight. Fentanyl itself is based on ideal body weight. Obesity hypoventilation syndrome is a long-term consequence of untreated OSA. The respiratory centers in the medulla fail to respond to hypercarbia appropriately. The patients may experience episodes of obstructive sleep apnea without any respiratory effort, and they may display Pickwickian syndrome, which is the old name for obesity hypoventilation syndrome. The diagnosis includes a BMI over 30 and a wake PaCO2 greater than 45 and dysfunctional breathing during sleep. Some signs include obesity, hypersomnolence during the day, hypoxemia, hypercarbia, respiratory acidosis, compensatory metabolic alkalosis, polycythemia, pulmonary hypertension, and right heart failure. Any respiratory depressants such as benzodiazepines or opioids, include a high risk of airway obstruction or respiratory arrest in these patients. They will probably require multimodal pain management because of this.